Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be diving into the latest community weekend, what you could have expected if you uh, didn't uh, get a chance to actually jump into it. Hopefully, you did. Hopefully, you got everything that you wanted to. We're going to be covering that, as well as some thoughts about the uh, guild ledgers that just reset. Uh, all that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They're the ones that helped get me my new PC and are helping save up for the next upgrade for the computer, which is probably going to be a graphics card. Uh, I've enjoyed the short little Sea of Thieves streams that I have been doing over on Twitch. Um, those have been fun. It's been nice to see some folks pop in from time to time. I'm keeping them short just because I tend to jump from game to game at night. Uh, so I'm rarely ever kind of if I'm going to be sailing solo doing long hauls uh, all at once. So just kind of a heads up there. If you do happen to see me on, I'm probably going to be on for maybe a couple hours at most before I swap over to a different game and I get distracted there. But I want to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting this content. If you want to support this content, you can do so like Captain Hatchet, who joined up this month uh, to join in and get a part as uh, get a, get into the actual guilds for the guild holders. There's two. There's one that's full and there's one that's filling up. So those are available to the captain tier for the uh, gold hoarders. Um, and I want to thank all the patrons just because of their support. So thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Blue Turtle V1, Captain Chonky, Captain Hatchet, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, DA Gaming, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, I'm Dependa Now, Jorby Jorbs, J Hood, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Cryptic Slayer, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Nipper Kim, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rustbelt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Anthony Nar uh, Anthony N. Jr. Um, Anthony, let me know in the patron if you get a chance. Send me a message. Let me know what you'd like to have as your call out. Uh, and I will go ahead and get that changed up for you too. Um, Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore. The Lore Chronologist Deadeye Dre. Hager Owl. Jeff H. Ghost Boy 20. Evil Martha. Peter Miller. Ruski Doo. Thor Von Blitz. Windsor Chris, Luke Lord, the Insipid Ghost, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. I really appreciate it. It does actually go towards the bills for this podcast. That's pretty much all it does is it goes towards the uh, the upgrades and it goes towards taking care of the hosting sites uh, for the podcast as well as the software that I use, the Adobe suite that I use on a weekly basis to put out videos, to be able to render out the audio, to get it in a nice quality. So all of that is being taken care of because of the patrons. Um, I have not had to, well, I won't say that I haven't had to upgrade stuff on my own build because I, I a lot of the, the PC build did get uh, come out of personal stuff, but that, that I felt was, uh, it was important that I also do that as well too and, and not just kind of sit on it and sit on it and talk about it forever. But I, I do really appreciate all of the support and all the help it's it's 
been amazing. And so I really appreciate that. So thank you. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to let me know as well too. Other than that, I'll probably see you in the Gold Hoarder channel in the Discord server, because uh, that's where we've been talking a lot about just guilds in general. All right, so we got a Sea of Thieves news video that came out, and I think this one is going to be a little bit spicy. So um, I originally was going to have this at the end of the episode. Um, I think I'm changing that. I think I'm actually going to put this at the beginning of the episode. So if I say stuff that references that I'm going to talk about what I'm talking about now, uh, later on in the episode, um, I, it's just a weird way that I had to kind of, I, I, I made a change midway, so it, it's not gonna, it's gonna be weird, but don't worry. It's, it's still all the same content. I'm just, I'm just changing up the, the thing. Cause I was deciding on it and I completely forgot about what I want to get into, which is the exploits. Um, so we got a Sea of Thieves news video. Uh, it's it's great. I'm gonna dive into some of the stuff that um is is pertinent as far as like time consideration things that you want to know about and some cool stuff that's coming. Uh, but John McMurtry, who is the voice of Sea of Thieves, fantastic gentleman, uh, and one of my favorite devs over there, um, introduced us into what we can expect over the coming month as far as content that's going to be released for Sea of Thieves, knowing that a lot of the studio is going to be on vacation during that time. Uh, additionally, they let us know about some of the new content that's coming to the uh, Pirate Emporium, which is all kind of focused around the holiday season, which I'm actually really loving because I think it's going to be really cool. I really want to get the Bone Chiller set that I just spell or, uh, spoiled. Um, and the Sea of Thieves version of Carol of Bells, which is kind of a discordant kind of uh, uh, off uh, version of Carol of Bells. It's not the, you know, the cheery kind of version of it because it's uh, themed around the Bone Chiller costume which is kind of um it's it's not it's not Krampus but it's got it's got vibes of Krampus that if you're not familiar with Krampus by the way you should really go watch that Krampus movie uh it's fantastic it's it's essentially like a demon of christmas spirit that is the antithesis to santa claus and uh boy howdy is that a great a great movie go watch Krampus please um but the bone chiller is kind of the essence of that. And we're going to be getting like a, a full suite of cosmetics designed around the bone chiller costume, which has been out for quite a while, but usually doesn't hang around. It only comes back for like the seasonal stuff. So I'm excited about that. But I wanted to get into Drew Stevens, uh, executive producer, not executive producer, uh, lead designer or senior designer. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, Drew. I, I'm, I'm messing. I'm messing up your title. But uh, Drew Stevens, who has been with the team since... And since Alpha days, uh, at least, um, has kind of come back to talk about more of what is getting changed and the spicy topics that are happening with Sea of Thieves. And I actually really love this because it, it's addressing all of the questions, concerns, issues that the community has that are like gray areas for Sea of Thieves. And this kind of goes into I want to talk about the fact that I feel like tools, not rules is so much of a catch-all for things that people will use that as an excuse to get what they want uh, when it comes to like game mechanics. And it's like the idea of tools, not rules, which in and of itself should not be a rule, given that the thing that it explains, it's it's like you're saying tools, not rules as, as a rule. Like th th there's a little, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm thinking that it's hypocrisy when it's not actually that, but that's what it sounds like to me. The idea of using tools in the game and not like hardlining people into doing something a specific way is rubbing up against other people when it comes to exploits. And 
exploits are something that is not intended with the game's design mechanics. You are doing something that the game is not intended to do. And as a result, it is not within the standard kind of use case for it. Uh, breaking emotes is a good example of an exploit. While you're not, you're not really gaining anything out of it, it's just a, it's just a breaking emote that is not intended. Um, so Drew goes into kind of break down a list of all of the exploits that are the most popular ones and says what's good, what's bad, and what is on the list to get fixed. Now, they didn't give a timeline for this, but the fact that they're addressing it and calling out each one uh, to kind of solidify like this one we're okay with, this one we're not, we're going to work on this one was really nice. It was it was a breath of fresh air. It really did kind of feel like the the devs from year one when Joe Neat would sit down in front of a whiteboard with Craig Duncan and they would go through all of the major issues that the game was having, looking completely wiped, having no sleep whatsoever, and just grinding as many hours as they possibly can to ensure that the game is running in a state that is accessible and enjoyable for the audience. That's what I got when I when I was listening to Drew talk about these exploits because I felt heard. So I'm going to go through the list of uh, each of the different exploits and the explanation that Drew gave as a result to kind of give you an idea. Maybe you know about these. You probably do. But if you don't, these are some of the ones that you might want to be aware of. The first one, ladder juking. This is something you've probably seen a streamer on Twitch do. You're climbing up the ladder, you let go of the ladder, and you're able to fire a weapon at, at the person guarding the ladder. You can kind of circumnavigate this with blender bombs as well, too, if you're not quick enough. Uh, but if you're quick enough, you have a low enough ping, you can get a shot off on the person bearing down on you at the ladder. Uh, this is kind of a way to kind of, you know, stop someone from being able to um, guard ladders as, as easily. That is okay. They're fine with that. It's not breaking the game. It's just very, very quick movement that is able to capitalize on that small time frame. But they're okay with that. Sprint carrying. Uh, this is one that I was actually told was fine back in the day. It, it, they've since changed their mind on this, which they're able to do. It's their game. But sprint carrying is where you are dropping and picking up an item in a fast enough rotation that you're able to run uh, because of the delay that it takes to pick something up. It doesn't actually slow you down when you drop it and then pick it up. The, the time it takes to like pick up an item where it circles the little uh, button, whatever the, whatever the appropriate input is that you have set up to pick up an item, when you have the reduce to hold, where you don't actually have to hold it down, you just tap it and it fills up the item. That accessibility feature is enabling people to run with loot where originally they're supposed to just be moving at a slower pace because you're carrying an object. That's the that's the intent is to slow people down from being able to turn something in by having them hold it and run with it at a slower rate than someone that can actually sprint. And this is going to go into another topic that we're going to talk about with the balances for the Siren Skull too. The idea is to give the person who's in last place an opportunity to get into first place. And the way they do that is by handicapping the person in first. It's, it's, it's Mario Kart. If you've played Mario Kart, you understand if you're in last place, you're going to get stars. You're going to get lightning uh, power-ups. You're going to get bullet bill power-ups. You know, you're going to get all the really good power-ups. If you're in first place, you're getting a banana and maybe, maybe if you're lucky, a mushroom. And if you're, if you're really lucky, you're going to get like 
a turtle shell. But the guy in Last Priest, they're going to get the spiked blue shell. They're going to get like three spiked blue shells. And that's the same concept here. Sprint carrying loot or uh, sprint loot sprinting. Um, I don't know why they did why they don't say it's loot sprinting, but loot sprinting is effectively breaking the intended handicap with carrying loot for the person who has the actual loot. Like you're supposed to have anxiety when running with a with an item to go turn it in knowing that someone's behind you that's the intent that's the that's the adrenaline rush that you 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 get the victory of turning it in even with the handicap um so that is bad that's going away they're not gonna they're gonna whatever they have to do to fix people from being able to loot sprint they're going to break that and and make sure that you can't do that wall running is a weird one um this is one where if on the larger boats like the galleon if the ship turns at a is like at an angle and i think they're talking about like outside of the boat because i don't think i've ever talked to anyone that's ever really tried to do this like kind of thing but if the boat is at a decent enough angle you can actually run along the side of the wall and they're fine with that which i guess is okay because i mean you know the boat is the boat is at an angle like the the it's it makes sense like physically <laughs> you know it's quite possible that something like that might actually be, be possible and it's not really breaking the game in in some sense and in the likelihood of you actually being able to pull it off or, or have it actually work is very low so that's fine uh this one is a weird one to explain this is a dpi switch um if you have your mouse at a high enough dpi you can spin your mouse left and right and because you're in first person uh, what that does is it actually messes up the way that your pirate moves in underwater and because of that the game can't quite register or make out like what your hitbox looks like and the hitbox is the box the invisible box that's around your pirate it's the same for every pirate and that's it's the same it's the reason why we don't have uh, headshots is because you just have one hitbox regardless of the size of your pirate and if you get hit in that hitbox you are going to you know take damage from that hit you know pending other issues um but when you're using the mouse underwater and you're able to spin your pirate fast enough uh it messes with that and they don't like that because it, it's it's getting away from the intended combat aspect of it which is if someone shoots you underwater you should get hit if they if they hit you and you and you and it doesn't register because you're doing this mouse spinning thing that's not intended you should take the damage so they're going to work on that as well too uh, one of the other ones that they said, getting stuck in the ship and getting launched out. This is a weird physics thing that is with the ship. If you, and, and this is kind of like why they went and fixed it so that ships don't fly up into the air when a megalodon bites them or they get ran or they ran into another ship or they, they hit the beach on an island and the ship just flies away. It's a physics thing that they have to work out. But essentially what folks are doing is they're, they're getting kind of stuck in certain spots and as a result, the game physics freak out and it launches you out into a direction. This was obviously something that they could repeat and that we're able to actually like use as a as a tactical way of getting somewhere uh, without either the noise of it, of it actually happening or people like knowing what was going on or how people could get to it. And as a result, they're going to be working on that as well, too. So that's getting knocked out. Silent boarding uh, was a, a very, this is one that they've been working on for quite a while. 
being able to board a ship without there being noise is not the intended experience. There should always be some sort of audio cue when someone boards your ship that you're able to hear them. Now, whether or not you're listening, whether or not you're paying attention, whether other people are talking in your ear or there's cannon fire going off or there's a big red skull in the sky yelling at you does not impact the fact that you can't hear it like or it, it does impact it. But that does not mean that the sound is not actually happening. That just means that you can't hear it because you're not tuned into listening to it. You, you have to be. There's other stuff going on that are distract that's distracting you or making so much noise that it's it's clouding the boarding sound. Um, I think I had it the other day, actually, when a sloop was following me. I managed to get on their ship because they were busy shooting at my ship. So the gunfire was covering the noise of my board. And as such, I was able to anchor them and kill one of them before the other one finally got me. Uh, but as a result, I was able to get away. But they could have heard me if they weren't talking to each other and they were listening and they were trying to pay attention to the mermaid sounds as well as the boarding sounds because those are all clues to let people know that someone is in the water. You have to be aware. So being able to board a ship without any sound, and this used to be done with people kind of using a, a gun and aiming down sights as they grab the ladder. That's, that's something that they're continuing to work on. And then the last one, was sword lunges and this one was one where it could have been more clear but it was clear enough for me based on the tone in reading between the lines of what drew had said but effectively he said that the sword lunge was never intended but because of what it has done for the meta for swords as well as like the the general use of the population like how long we've had it how much it's how important it's been and this is kind of where, uh, to kind of explain this, if you're a newer pirate, um, if you have your sword out, you can sword lunge and you just hold down the main primary attack button. You'll uh, kind of pull your sword back. And then after a few seconds of it charging up, you'll lunge forward and do a powerful attack. There's a way to kind of get more momentum and distance if you hold down the block button, which will then allow you to move and you do a sword lunge off of that you're not restricted in movement. You can kind of move around and turn however you need to as a result. Um, and then if you jump right at the end of the sword lunge itself, it will actually raise you up and carry that momentum forward and you'll lunge forward. You'll still do all the damage, uh, but it'll launch you forward through anything that's in front of you outside of like ships or rocks or, you know, anything that anything that can deal be taken damage. Uh, you'll move through. So skeletons, ocean crawlers, phantoms, things like that. And it's a great way to kind of deal with, you know, certain things. And it, and it adds a layer to uh, swords that for all intents and purposes, swords do not have much depth. You've got block, you've got, uh, you know, three swipes, you've got a sword lunge, and you've got like the ability to kind of, I don't know what they really call it, because I don't, I don't deal with swords that much. It's not, I don't think it's a repost, but you can hop back or you can hop side to side to kind of, you know, move. If you're blocking, you can like double tap, jump in, in a direction. You'll either jump left or jump right or jump back. Um, those, that's it. That's it. That's that's the, the layer of depth that swords get. And because swords are so limiting, uh, the sword lunge itself is actually one of those ones that kind of gives someone the ability to do it. And it's easy enough that just about everyone can do it. Um, takes a little bit of practice, but it's not. 
a very difficult thing to do. If they got rid of the sword lunge jump, I honestly would be okay with it because I understand why they would be doing it, even though it's something that I would still really prefer to do. If I still got to have the sword lunge without the sword lunge jump, then it would I, I would have to adjust to it, but I, I would be okay with it because they took my double digging away for because of the double bucketing. And I've and I've lived with double digging being gone. It's fine. I dig at a slower rate. I adjusted. It's not a big deal. Uh same thing with combat. I, I can't switch guns fast with my mouse wheel anymore and get two shots off like I used to be able to. Uh, back when that was like fresh and new and we were all trying it out and it was meta because you had to do it if you wanted to survive because everyone else was doing it. And if anyone's played anything as far as like Call of Duty or Fortnite, you go with the most powerful meta because if you don't, you're going to be fighting against the tide uh, or the, you know, you're going to be swimming upstream effectively. It's going to be more difficult for you. So you always go with the meta. Um, but it's nice to know that the sword lunge, in my opinion, still is staying. I, I will, I will wait. I will be proven wrong when they say that they're, that they're taking it out. But as far as I know, they didn't say that they were taking it out. Uh, they said that they were taking out a lot of other stuff and addressing the stuff that it was good and bad. So effectively the stuff that is still good wall running, ladder juking and sword lunging out of all of the ones that they've listed. Those were the only three that were actually ones that were questionable, but not certain if they were going to be considered uh, exploits or not. And Drew did say like, you know, if someone's doing this, it's not bannable, but it is something they are going to be fixing, which is interesting because I think, it, you know, someone who's hacking can get banned because they're hacking the code. They're using a third party program to to give them an invulnerability like God mode or something like that, you know, but someone spinning the mouse underwater to not take damage is like on par and honestly borderline for me. If someone's loot sprinting, like, obviously I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like, all right, that's fine. It's whatever. They're, they're working around the system to get stuff faster. You know, we have, we have ways of doing that as well too, but it doesn't involve like moving loot, uh, by running, sprinting and dropping it and picking it back up again and stuff like that. But, um, th there are some that I think, you know, there's some ones that I, I would say like that should be bannable. Silent boarding, I don't think that's anyone's fault. Uh, getting stuck in a ship and getting launched out, not really, but you really shouldn't be doing that. Um, but yeah, spinning the mouse to get to, to mess with the hitbox, that's one I think should be bannable, but that's just my opinion. If you're doing that, it, it, you know why you're doing it and, and you, you know, it's easy to see when someone is doing it, uh, but that's, that's kind of that. So that was, that was the exploits section. I thought that they, it was really nice to get that. I thought it was really... Uh, nice of them to kind of address this um, in lieu of like a kind of Joni Mike Chapman sit down for a podcast, which I'm expecting to get. I'm expecting us to get a, uh, a recap podcast soon, kind of talking about guilds and the skull of uh, uh, Sirens uh, song. I'm, I'm fully anticipating in the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to get another episode of the podcast where they kind of talk about some of this stuff, but, but to have Drew kind of, um, you know, take the helm on a lot of these kind of hot topic issues and actually address them with direct answers and actionable, uh, you know, uh, uh, plans to do this. Like they're, they're, they're saying that they're going to actually work on this without a timeline. Obviously it's, it's tough to say like if they'll be able to keep their word because we've been waiting on other stuff as well too, and gotten, haven't gotten any updates on those. Um, 
but it's nice to to know that at least they've drawn the line in the sand and you can rest easy knowing like ladder juking isn't going to get you banned sword lunging isn't going to get you banned uh you know wall running isn't going to get you banned it's, you know loot sprinting won't get you banned but like drew said don't get comfortable with it and i think that's important to me to kind of say like hey yes you found a way around this thing but that's not what we want and we're going to work on getting that fixed so that you can't do it anymore and that's the that's the easiest way to tell people not to do something it's just to take it away from them honestly All right, to dive into the rest of the SIA news update, uh, Safer Seas is coming out on December 7th uh, with their next update, which is going to bring in all of the other like holiday stuff, uh, but not all of it is going to go live on December 8th. So there's going to be a Gifts and Glory event that is starting from the 18th through the 24th, uh, which is is about, it's close to a week, um, but it's right up until Christmas Eve. I'm, I'm looking forward to this uh, with the exception that it sounds like we're going to have to do deal with gifts. Um, but I don't think we're going to be dealing with the actual gifts, like the humble gifts um, and the generous gifts. I think we're going to be doing the whole donate loot to other player thing, which um, honestly, I'm, I like doing the donation stuff. I don't like when somebody takes something and then I have to go kill them to, to get it back. Like, obviously I want to deny them that, that kind of thing. Um, but I do, I do like the idea of working on getting like a bunch of loot and then like just sticking it somewhere and, and having someone find it and then be like, Oh my God, somebody just left a chest of fortune here. That's fantastic. Like all the times that you, you log into a server, you go out to your ship and there's two storage crates there just stock full of supplies and you're like oh i didn't have to buy it and i don't have to farm it it's just right there those things that uh, you know karma crates a lot of folks like to call them karma crates. i don't believe in karma but a lot of people call them karma crates um those are the kind of things that i think are really awesome and you know if if, if one time out of the year is the time where i will put aside my desire to deny loot and dig up a bunch of stuff to give something to someone else in the hopes that it just brightens their day. I'm okay with that. Um, I, I think I had like a sale the other day. I can't remember if I told the story, so apologies if I did, but uh, having the opportunity to get a, a, uh, a, a, or see a ship sink and to see like the, the ship go over and like actually check it out. And then to find out that that ship had one of those like really, really rare chests from the uh the treasuries and this and the shrines and stuff like being able to get that back to them such a great feeling man like stuff like that so yeah i know um it's it's one of those moments where it's one of those moments where you you do kind of have to go against the game um but it's also one time out of the year so i think the event will be fine i think people will do it i i imagine a lot of you are probably going to uh, put loot on other people's ships and then take it from them and then turn it in yourself. Uh, I will be very interested to see if this is one of those like people have to turn in loot for you scenarios. Hopefully it will be because then people won't just, you know, work around the intended system where they just they kill someone, they put all their loot on their ship and then they take it back and then sink the ship anyway. Like I know that I know you bloodthirsty folks out there are like, yeah, that sounds awesome, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just getting, getting past my desire to want to do that. And I'm just like, eh, 
I don't know. I'm I'm okay giving away some loot. I don't really care. It's it's not like the biggest deal in the world to me at this point. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to touch on was um orb stream. How are we getting an orb stream this this year? It's been popular. We've had two so far. The last one, the last one had heavy uh you know hints at Flameheart coming back and you know Briggsy. We got plenty of Briggsy. I I don't know if they're gonna do an orb stream this year. Um, I would be surprised if they did just based on how messed up the timeline is for their story stuff at this point. I think I would, I think I would much rather them not do an orb stream so that people aren't given these kind of expectations of what we're going to, or what we should be getting. And then come to find out that, you know, something happens and we don't get it. Cause then it's just going to be like egg on the face and it's just going to disappoint people. So I don't know. I, I know a lot of people love the orb stream. I, I do love the orb stream. I think having the red orb uh, stream last year was fantastic. So I don't think they're going to do it, but I would like to have them do it just because it's fun. I think if if you were ever going to ask the community to get us into the top 10 uh, category for Twitch for watching, uh, have another like 24 hour orb stream with um, giveaways and stuff like that. And I and I. I'm pretty sure you'd be able to get folks to to log in to watch that. That's just a, you know, I don't want to feed the beast here, but that's kind of how I feel about that. I think the only other thing that I wanted to touch on is um, make sure you log in for the gift and glories on the 18th through the 24th uh, from the 30th through to the 2nd. They have a login bonus for the Grog Monet thing, which is um, uh, an event up in is it Scotland. I think it's in Scotland that they have Grog Monet, uh, but it is a New Year's Eve celebration. It's going from the 30th of December to the 2nd of January. Uh, those of you that already have your Grog Monet tankard will be able to earn another notch, indicating the uh, additional year that you logged in to get it. Um, if you've never gotten one, it will be your first tankard. If you've missed out on a year, it will just increase by one. The max right now is four. And, uh, I know a lot of folks that do have their, their three notches so far. They didn't talk about an event being planned for this. Uh, so I think that maybe might be something that they might touch on like later on in this month. But as of right now, it's just a login bonus for that. Um, so be very interested to see like what's going on with that. Uh, I think the big event is honestly going to be the gifts and glory. Um, the login bonuses for that are going to be gold. There's a new precious present flag, which is a, a red pennant uh, that has a white wrapped gift as, as the actual like icon or symbol on it. Um, cute. I like it. You're going to be able to get a skull of destiny voyage as well as a cursed chest voyage, which has like the rage chests and the chest of sorrow and, you know, those kind of items in there. Um, as well as a, a fireworks crate of giving uh, to kind of help celebrate the the gift uh, gifts and glory event that's going on from the 18th to 24th. No word on the, um, oh, I just blanked on what they're called, the Gilded Voyages. And I think that's because of the warning that they gave us that I think we talked about last week, which was the, the fact that limited time voyages are going away, um, which really doesn't explain why they're going away, but they are going away. So... I would not expect a Gilded Voyage to be given away this year because for whatever reason, whatever's coming in Season 11, which is scheduled for middle of February, 
they they aren't doing they aren't doing those voyages anymore. So I would be very surprised if they decide to give one, given that they're going to be taking it away like two months later. Uh, so, but other than that, I think that was it as far as the Sea of Thieves news uh, update. Kind of a, a nice little thing. I talked about the um, the Bone Chiller stuff. I think that's really awesome. I really love that they're they're bringing more of that set to a full ship set as well as like weapons and stuff. Beautiful there. There's a bunch of other stuff that we'll probably talk more about later on uh, as well. So we just got finished up with the latest Season 10 Community Weekend that was going live from December 2nd to December 4th. Hopefully you all managed to log in to get your free flag as well as your snapping shark emote. Uh, and hopefully you got some good gold and were able to complete one of the Skull of Siren Song voyages to be able to get that victor of the Siren Song uh, title. Now, obviously, a lot of that kind of stuff, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big deal. But what was big was the fact that uh, it went off with pretty much uh, no no issues whatsoever. Um, I didn't see any downtime. I didn't see any pop-ups as far as like folks kind of like running into problems with logging in or lost treasure or anything like that. And I was really glad to see that. Now, I do wonder if maybe part of that is because right now is probably the busiest season for most folks a lot of people are busy doing a bunch of different things around uh in their regular lives and as a result of that don't really have a whole lot of time to play i know a bunch of folks um actually were assuming that they were going to miss out on a lot of what was going on in this community weekend but as a result of you know us helping each other out and trying to get each other in when they could uh some of us were able to get others that title as well as some gold um during their busy weekend now i was really happy to see this um kind of uh, go off without a hitch because most times in the past uh when the sea of these community team does one of these community weekends a lot of folks run into issues with um, losing treasure or losing loot or having it not register or you know problems with it and thankfully i think they've got this kind of worked out again it, it really is dependent upon whether or not um they were able to kind of deal with the fact that it might have been slower or or less popular of of a community weekend but it's really hard to tell that kind of thing um just based on you know talking with other folks um, the streaming was pretty good. Uh, they had a really fantastic kind of event planned and I did not get a chance to actually really watch it. Um, they, they pretty much had kind of a, a really big competition with some of the top streamers. I saw a lot of folks kind of come back. Uh, this was the, the $25,000 holiday clash, um, that had begun where they invited four different crews to set sail, but only one of them can actually take home the bounty. Uh, and as a, a result of that, you could actually log in and watch uh, the um, what's it called for the watch for the Twitch drops. And the Twitch drops were actually uh, kind of varied up this week. I actually really appreciated that uh, aspect of it. Instead of it just being one full set, um, you actually were able to get uh, a couple different things from different sets. So hopefully you got to watch Twitch for the four hours, um, which I do appreciate it just being the four hours. And hopefully you do have one of those auto claimers that allows you to be able to um, just kind of have the stream up and running and it actually claims the drops for you. Uh, Twitch changed their thing recently where they no longer show the progress when the drop down menu, when you go to click on your account. Um, it's a little frustrating that they did that because I think that that was something that a lot of folks really appreciated, uh, being able to keep track of that and see where they were. 
Um, and as a result, you do have to go to your inventory to actually make sure that those were being done. But uh, the four items that they had this community weekend were the Eastern Wind in, or Eastern Winds Ruby Pristine Jacket and Wrap Dress, as well as the Gilded Phoenix Pistol and Blunderbuss. So I'm glad that they're doing those. Uh, I actually can't remember if they've actually released these in the past. Uh, and they did have one of those interesting conditions that they did the last time they did it for Season 9. So much like with Season 9's community event or, or weekend, um, they were offering kind of those obsidian kind of captaincy uh, cosmetics, which is, it's kind of interesting to think about it. You know, obviously they're looking to try and like push out more of that obsidian set through giveaways and drops and login bonuses and things like that. Um, but the conditions for it last time were to reach Twitch's top 10 categories based on viewer numbers. And it was going to unlock the obsidian captain's drapes and i was kind of bothered by this because top 10 you're asking for a lot like there is a a lot of kind of like if you just browse games and you're looking for live like categories like the top and you go based on high to low you have to overcome just chatting fortnite league of legends valorant Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, like Lethal Company right now is is just popping off. Like, I don't even know what this game is, but it's a brand new game that tons of streamers are like going into. You've got Counter-Strike and Apex Legends and Overwatch and FIFA of all things like FIFA, uh, as well as like, you know, World of Warcraft is really popular right now. Like 80, Fortnite has 89,000 viewers, 89,000 viewers as, a, as of the time of recording. Sea of Thieves has four point seven thousand viewers at the end of the community weekend now i know <laughs> that there's a good chance that we got it last time because it was the first time they asked us to do this it was the first time that they released like an obsidian item for a ship and everyone was really like okay we'll do it this one time we'll try and push it i don't know how we managed last time because we barely slipped into the top 10 for like a half a second and it was just enough to trigger it to be able to get credit for the for that so them asking us to do that again i feel like they kind of like missed the you know like what happened last time was a little bit of a fluke like we did it but it's it's kind of like by default like you win by default you don't really win because you 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 really stood out and you know brought your best you you won because some streamer went offline at one point and their their 20,000 viewers all went to go do something else and we just happened to slip into the top 10 and someone screenshotted it you know this is this wasn't like all right guys we made it into top five. Let's go for, uh, you know, we're, we're going for the top. We're going to get that Fortnite out. of. We're going to knock Fortnite out of its top spot. We're going to be sitting right next to just chatting at 170 K on a Sunday evening. Nope. <laughs> That's not going to happen again. Um, I really think they need to kind of, uh, maybe lower the bar for this, you know, like, maybe top 20. We'll, we'll see if we can do the top 20 because all this is doing, it's, it's an artificial gate, right? Like they want to do the drops. They want to give reasons for people to do that. And they have to have like a decent stretch goal, but like top 10 was top 10 was asking quite a bit. Let me see like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, uh, 39, 40. We are sitting at 41 out of the, the highest viewers on a Sunday evening. So we're in the top 50, you know, like we're in there with like Destiny 2, Elden Ring, is like 500 viewers shy of, of our numbers. That's a single player game. That's not even a game as a service. That's just a lot of people watching streamers play that. And the, the highest streamer with 300 viewers. Now I know like some of the big dogs, they come in, they bump those numbers up, right? You know, you get some of the, the Beardageddons and the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the partners in on this and we're going to see that kind of built bolster up we may get up to like you know like the 15 or 20k uh when some of the the main streamers are kind of jumping on they bring their communities to this and the viewers go for that kind of excitement but i really don't like if we had done it this week i would have been very surprised i would have been very impressed and i would have been very uh, uh like blown away by the fact that we hit top 10 categories twice in two community weekends but I don't think that's going to happen, man. I, and I'm not trying to speak ill of the community or I'm not trying to say like the game isn't worth it, but I really think that Sea of Thieves has to kind of address a lot more of the, the content drought that we've dealt with this year. And then we can maybe like talk about hitting top 10. Like if Pirates of the Caribbean 2 comes out and we we have like another round of, of three tall tales that are Pirates of the Caribbean, I think then we could definitely hit like top 10. We could most definitely like hit top 10 with like another drop like that. But the content is what's going to drive a lot of people to want to watch that. And if there isn't an update to the game that coincides with that community weekend, like we've had two weeks or no, we've had, what has it been? Two, three weeks now? for uh the skull of siren song the hype for that is died it's it unfortunately and i and i'm and i'm not trying to be negative about that i'm just being honest like a lot of people i've i've seen are just not that most of them are already done with the 30 that you have to get and the other commendations and stuff so there, there's really not a whole lot world of warcraft just dropped season discovery call of duty modern warfare 3 uh is a brand new game that is got season one coming out at four fortnite just released a new season and and is going crazy on there like there's a lot of new content a new dungeon for destiny 2 just dropped so that's i'm surprised that there's not more people playing that right now i'm surprised there's more people playing hearthstone of all games uh but i mean even then like it's it's an, a culmination of uh of, of like different streamers and stuff across the world you know like the top streamer is not even uh uh like an english-speaking one where i would imagine most of the content usually goes to english-speaking streams but they've got like 2.3 on hearthstone and i don't think like I, I don't think that we've got those kind of numbers on a regular basis at this like throughout the thing so i'm hoping that they address this um in a way that feels a little more feasible if, if they're trying to give stuff away because it's kind of a bummer to sit there and be like all right we're going to give you guys the obsidian captain's drapes just kidding not really because you know you didn't get it so sorry try again next season and we have to wait another like you know three months before we get another opportunity to try and get the obsidian drapes i don't know how that works but that seems to be the way that they're doing it and i just i don't know man i i don't i i think they i think they had high hopes and uh we didn't we didn't really get panned out but i'll, I'll leave that topic for now i want to drop into uh pop-up plunder
So pop-up plunder came up and they tweaked it a little bit from the last community weekend. Um, I, I think that they've done a good job of the design of this. Uh, but this one felt really bizarre. And the reason I say it is because a lot of the pictures that I saw that was of pop-up plunder um, was kind of like, it, it was weird stuff like fish, uh, treacherous plunder. Um, I really didn't see like a whole lot of like really good stuff. I saw like an Ash and Athena, thanks to Godhammer. Um, but a lot of people in a lot of discords were just kind of showcasing like weird stuff. It wasn't high value stuff. And I kind of, you know, expected there to be like really good loot. Like that's kind of the, the whole reason to kind of go and do the skull of siren song is to go for that skull. But if people don't need that, then it's not really, it's not really as desirable. It's just like a, a you know, a good gold sink. But right now, I think everyone's kind of working on guilds still. They're still trying to get their guild emissary levels uh, taken care of. They're still trying to get their guild levels up in general. And the Skull of Siren Song does not contribute to that at all. Like it's a good 50K, but you know, uh, for the time being, if you're trying to work on ledgers or anything like that um, to kind of get those knocked out, the Skull of Siren Song is is a deterrent because it's a, a pretty hefty long uh, time investment you know it's at least a 30 to 45 minute deal uncontested and just sailing around so i don't i don't know that a lot of people are wanting to do that if they're trying to work on other stuff and trying to maximize the you know their gpm their gold per minute on this but the pop-up plunder they they did the thing where they they released the maps on uh social media um i think that the maps this time were a little more inventive i i liked the way that they did them they're still kind of they're not just giving you where the X is like they're giving you like this time it was skeleton runes um, and uh, like like descriptors or, or images on a map for uh, the shadow of an island. Like they had the silhouette of an island and then they had like different little images from the actual island to kind of give you an idea of you know what the waypoints were and then the middle spot in there. And um, I, like I'm, I'm glad that they're doing kind of like this weird mystery thing with it. Because it seems a little a little less like uh, clear, so it gives players the time to kind of get there and try and find it. Um, you know, it's, it's if people want to shoot for it, then they can go there. But if a crew's you know kind of working working on their way to it and they they you know they can't work out like what the actual dig spot is, then it kind of gives a little bit of time for folks to get in there. But based on the photos that I saw of people who actually went for them. Um, it did not feel like it was worth it. And, and in fact, as a result of like a lot of people digging up treacherous plunder, which if you don't know, treacherous plunder is all the little like random junk that you can fish up. Uh, like it's like fish bones and like a hat or a boot or, uh, you know, like a, like a, a random skull. Like it's just, it's, it's little stuff that you turn into the hunter's call to get one commendation done. And it's not necessarily like something that's hard to do. Uh, it is it is time consuming because you you it's all just RNG based for the most part. But you know, getting three of those would be good if that's a commendation that you care about. I I don't know too many folks outside of the completionists that really care about that. Uh, I think they would much rather have like a chest of fortune, which at the moment still not necessarily like a hard thing to get. Like you have to do a fort of fortune or a fort of the damned right now to be able to get those. And you know, that's inactivatable that you have to be able to like, you know, if you can't get a uh, skull of destiny voyage to be able to get like the skull that has all the flames, 
sometimes getting all the flames, especially the last one, the PvP one, can be kind of a pain because, you know, some people aren't going to go in for fights. Uh, some people are just going to run, you know, and trying to get that pink flame, not always the easiest thing to do. So sometimes you just don't have like a really good means of, you know, starting a Fort of the Damned whenever you want, uh, as, as easy as it is just to kind of cycle through world events to be able to get another Fort of the Fort, fort of Fortune uh, to, to pop. Um, so still kind of a weird mixed bag. Uh, like, I, I feel like it's good that they're moving it around, but I don't feel like it's still the, the way that most people would rather engage with it. I think the Fort of Fortune was obviously the best investment of that time, because not only is it the hardest fort to do, uh, but it, it, it also is long enough to be able to be contested by other players. And that's, it's going to be great for some folks, but you know, it's, it's going to be completely avoided by others. And this is kind of an opportunity for the, the others group to be able to capitalize on the Fort of the Damned because it tends to be less contested. But overall, um, to kind of get back to the pop-up plunder, I, I think that they're still kind of working out some of the kinks on this system. I still don't think it's a great system. I, I understand the, the intent behind it. You know, they're trying to do the Ovaltine gag uh, that I keep making where you're you're trying to drive social media engagement as a way to drum up news about sea of thieves like the you know that's the way that their marketing is working and that's kind of like what the social team's job is is to to make sure that you're you've got marketing pushing forward content for the game on a regular basis so that people see it get invested or interested and then jump in the game and then get invested in the ecosystem and the community and stuff so I get it, like it's a it's a, a way to drive new people to the game, but it, with social media, it's such a mixed bag, man. Like I, I, how many of you guys think of a game that you don't play? Like uh, in 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 you know could be um, the the dwarf rock deep rock. No, I can't can't think of what the dwarf game is. Think of Among Us uh, or Fortnite or Destiny Two or World of Warcraft or Call of Duty or FIFA or Madden, uh, or Forza Horizon five or Halo Infinite. Think of a game that you don't really pay attention to. You know, you, you pay attention to Sea Thieves, but you don't really pay attention to those other games. Are you actively finding stuff from their social media accounts about stuff that's going on in their community to kind of drum up excitement around events? Cause I mean, I follow a lot of that stuff for, xcp where i do you know news with luke lore uh for for xbox and stuff but to keep track of all of the different games as a service and the events that they've got going on there's almost not enough time to be able to do that on a regular basis so the likelihood of someone who's fresh to the game stumbling upon pop-up plunder understanding what the very uh, uh kind of strange maps are um to understand that like there's no lexicon in the sea of thieves website that explains skeleton runes you have to go find that information outside source on it at outside sources that are like merfolk's lullaby or the wiki or rare thief or if you've like me, like built up your own library that you've got saved as like a JPEG on your on your hard drive. Like not many people are, are like fluent in skeleton rune kind of language. So putting out little mystery things like that is going to 
go over the head of of 90% of the the player base and they're just going to scroll through the comments for the the one sea of thieves wiki nerd who's deciphered it all and you know that's great for the social media person who's who's like coming up with that but overall it's just it's such a it's such a an interesting way to kind of go about it so and they've done some weird stuff like i don't know man they they've like They've had a storage crate that has fish in it. Like, what kind of pop-up plunder is this? So I was thinking about this, and honestly, I think one of the things that they should do with pop-up plunder, and I can't remember if I've talked about this in the past, but if I have, I'm going to say it again because it bears it bears repeating. There is a, an entire system of pop-up voyages that is currently in the game that is not utilized whatsoever. And it's those quest boards. Like we have quest boards. If you if you want to do pop-up plunder and you want it to, to work out well, you've already got the uh, the idea of like, hey, we need to let people know that pop-up plunder has just spawned. But sending people to social media, taking them out of the game to go find out like where it is and having them like try and not go afk on a ship long enough to be able to to suss out you know do the the detective work to figure out like okay where is this actual x like i just i don't like it i don't like that aspect of it i think it is I, i i think it pulls people out of the experience too much and i think it really should be something that is utilized in the actual like sea of thieves message board system so you are going to the message boards whenever there's a pop-up plunder they're everywhere you you check the board and there's a thing and that map can have it look kind of weird like there's just you know you're not really sure what to do about it and then that way they're able to kind of stay within the game and be present in the moment and actually work on it there and talk with people and then see if other people are going to like see posts or or outposts to kind of check the message board but it will drive people to like go to those places and that could, you know, that's an opportunity for engagement. Um, but it takes it out of this, the social media aspect of it, which I know is the, the, the whole drive for the pop-up plunder, uh, which obviously is, is, you know, that's their choice. They're probably going to continue doing that. One of the other big things that came as a result of the community weekend, uh, besides the drops was a sale. Um, there well, not like a, not like a sale sale, but like a continuation of the Black Friday sale. Like, so if you've been wanting to go into the Emporium to check out some of the content that's been in there, uh, you've been able to get the free down the hatch emote, um, the golden skull sales, which are actually one of my favorite. Uh, those are coming. I think they've actually come as a result of Black Friday. I don't, I'm, I haven't actually checked to see if they're still in there. Uh, but things like the Sawbones um, ship bundle, those are 40% off. Uh, so if you wanted those, you could always pick those up. The Dark Warsmith ship bundle is 68% off, so hopefully you guys took advantage of that. Uh, the weapon bundles and the costume were like 70% off as well, too. Um, the Pirate Appearance potion is 33% off. The Golden Curse pets were all 38% off. Uh, and the Sea Serpent sea bu- uh, ship bundle was 40% off, um, and they had like lower, lower percentages for the different bundles as far as like the lantern the weapon bundle and costumes and stuff like that a great time to actually jump in to actually like save some ancient coin and stuff like that uh kind of surprised that i I, honestly i don't know if we're going to ever get another one of those ancient skelly community weekend things like uh i can't remember which season it was 
but one of the seasons was uh, designed around the community weekend, having the emissary grade go up as a result of social media engagement. But when it did, what it did was it upped the chance of being able to get those ancient skelly, uh, ancient coin skeletons. And that was something that was actually like really, really driving engagement. A lot of people wanted to log in and they did have like a cap on that, right? Like it wasn't like you could just have an infinite amount of ancient skelly pop-ups for that whole time. But as a result, a lot of people did kind of log on to try and get a couple of those ancient skellies. And it would have been nice to have something like that show up for another community weekend, especially um, for one that was going to kind of like kind of extend over the holiday season when a lot of people probably aren't going to be playing as much, but also could be saving money or getting gift cards for this kind of thing to want to spend money on. And if they just needed a little bit more to kind of tip them over into that collector's figurehead, then, you know, a couple ancient skelly spawns as a result of the community weekend being a higher rate of spawn would have been kind of cool. Um, but I, I understand like why they can't do that, you know, all the time. Obviously there's a lot of money and, and approvals that have to go into that kind of a thing because it is free money and they can't just do that all the time, right? Like they can't just give away money all the time. They can have a percentage that is a spawn rate overall, but that will consistently be a like a money sink that they are losing from stuff like that. Um, but overall, uh, to kind of wrap things up on the community weekend, I think they did a good job. Um, they had the uh, the picture wall out. I think everyone kind of likes the picture wall. I like kind of go get a you know little photo in front of it and stuff, um, kind of showcase that. A lot of folks were uh, kind of getting submissions done for the the funny blue hat. Uh, which was really nice to see. I saw a couple artists um, as well as the Just a Guild, uh, I think is the the name of them. Um, they got their hats, which was kind of cool because they're, if you guys don't know, the, the ledgers have been kind of going on for the guilds. Um, and actually, I might as well jump into that story as, as, a, as a whole. Uh, but effectively, right now, the guild ledgers um, are kind of running. And this was the first weekend or the first time where we've seen the, the reward be kind of an animated portrait. Uh, and it was really kind of cool to to be able to earn that. You know, the Keelhauled Camptons, they they managed to earn that uh, in that first ledger. Um, it's, it's definitely something that is more contested, I would say. It's not exactly like the easiest uh ledger to to get like uh, i would say like gold hoarders is a very very easy one to actually get um but this one was one that i i think was interesting to watch because there was actually a fair amount of guilds that started to kind of crop up towards the end of the month uh in ones that were like they were earning <laughs> they were earning millions of uh of of ledger points in in like overnight like a very short amount of time uh and it definitely felt kind of odd because it felt like you knew they were cheating but you didn't know how they were cheating you didn't know if it was an exploit or if it was uh a a, a an alliance server or how they were actually going about it but they did and there were definitely a lot of people kind of you know blowing the whistle on this on social media as well as in the discord servers um over on the forums as well too calling people out and being like hey you guys need to check the the top global guild ledgers 
uh, because the the top five or the top six is drastically swaying as far as like emissary value by like millions of value overnight when there's very little amount of time. So it was nice to see uh, as we were getting like closer and closer to the actual um, the actual end of the the ledger that a lot of those guilds that had kind of come out of nowhere and earned a ton of emissary uh, ledger value just disappeared. Uh, I don't know if it was them disbanding or if Rare actually killed the guild altogether and wiped them from the ledger. Like they could probably go in and do that. But it was very nice to actually see them kind of address that. Like that was the thing that I was like, okay, that's nice. I'm glad that they're doing that because if they didn't, it kind of kills the whole point of the ledger system in general, like it really does kind of put a stain on the whole point of the ledgers. But then I also look at the normal ledgers and I'm like, well, why aren't those being addressed? Why aren't those getting looked into if they're willing to actually address like what's going on with those? So it was nice. Um, that's kind of a wrap on the community weekend as well as like the guild ledgers. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Heel Hall podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to everyone who hangs out in the Discord server. If you'd like to join up, there's plenty of ways to do so. Uh, just make sure that you head over to the show notes for this episode, wherever you're listening to it. There is a link that you can click on to to join the Discord server. That's where I am the most, most of the time talking with people about game industry news as well as Sea of Thieves thoughts sharing your feelings and, and uh, looking for other people to join up with as well. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me elsewhere, you can find me on Twitter and threads at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. The email for the show is C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. And Pirates, with that, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.